If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. So here's what this episode has. For the first 40 minutes, we talk about have? current events and we talk about our lives and we have a lot of fun. And then after 40 minutes, we get into the fitness portion of the episode where we answer fitness questions. So here's what we talked about in the intro portion of this episode. We talked about influencers on social media trying so hard shenanigans to be authentic. Uh, you know, authenticity is the the hashtag that's trending. Every social media influencer now wants to look super real. Um, and now they're trying really hard to look as real as possible. So we have a lot of fun talking about that. Yeah. Then we talk about the Organifi Gold Juice that we use that's high in turmeric and curcumin. It's got other compounds, reishi mushroom. Um, it's good for sleep, good for relaxation, and those compounds can also boost testosterone. Adam used it last night, and I think now he's going to use it on a regular basis for those reasons. Gold Juice is, of course, with Organifi, and Organifi is one of our favorite companies to work with. They make the best organic supplements you'll find anywhere. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash Mind Pump and use the code Mind Pump, you'll get a massive 20% off. I talked about the ADHD test that I took online that I aced. I got a perfect uh, score. You failed. Actually, the, the truth is I, I halfway through I got distracted. Yeah. Then we talked about dad life and workouts, how to get your workouts in when dad life makes things uh, difficult to schedule. I talked about how monkeys, it seems like they're, they've developed a theory of mind. Holy shit, everybody be careful. Yeah. The monkeys Watch are coming. Watch out. The monkeys are going to get us. Then we get into the fitness portion of this episode. The first question this person wants to know what we think about the barbell hip thrust. So this is a popular exercise right now on Instagram. It's great for developing the glutes. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, that's your butt. Yeah. Um, but are there any functional uh, value to the hip thrust? Should everybody be doing hip thrust? We talk about that. Uh, Does that it part look of the cool? The next question, no. is there an optimal heart rate to perform your next set in order to maximize muscle growth? So how much rest should you take in between sets? Should you wait for your heart rate to reach a certain level before you do next set in order to maximize your progress? The next question, this person wants to know what we think about The Rock's cheat meals. Apparently, Dwayne Johnson has posted that he has a cheat day, which is Sunday, and he eats a lot of crazy food. So we give you our opinion, our opinion on that. And the final question, this person wants to know what our favorite pre- and post-workout meals are. Also, this month... The most popular MAPS program out there, MAPS Anabolic, the best muscle builder, metabolism boosting program that we offer, the one that everybody should probably start on and operate in, is 50% off. So MAPS Anabolic, 50% off. Here's how you get that discount. Go to mapsred.com, that's M-A-P-S-R-E-D.com, and use the code RED50, R-E-D-5-0, no space, for the discount. A lot of people don't know this. The podcast is on YouTube now. It is. Yeah. Not just the audio. Thanks to Andrew. The video. So if you want to if you want to see just how handsomeish we are, you can now go to the I say handsomeish. Yeah. You know, actually our podcast host. To, you know, really. to that point that uh, so everybody recognizes your awful voice, but everybody gets yeah. just you know, and I forgot. You remember when we first started the podcast, we used to introduce ourselves. 
Did and we really? What a bunch of arrogant How fucks now. We just lame. we just assume that everybody knows who we are. I just think it's are. stupid. We open everything. Yeah. Hey, this is Sal speaking. Really, this is he's just. I, I agree too, yeah. but you know, it's not something yeah. that we visit uh, that often. And I wonder why you guys swap voices, but I don't. I don't know. That's, we, that's weird. Yeah, I, we de- we have distinctively different sounds. I feel like that too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think maybe we're just on the lower end of the spectrum. You know, yeah, more manly stuff. There's obviously yeah. two men there yeah. for sure. Yeah. We got I that. Mean, <laughs> obviously, yes. speaking of testosterone, Adam, <laughs> the one that just cuts right through. Adam, did you watch my deadlift video? I, know, I, know you made it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw hey, you had to. Do- <laughs> what a dick, right? Hey, come Literally. on, guy. Come on, guy. Hey, you know what's funny? Yeah, I worked out that morning before I ever knew you. Oh yeah. That was like so a was, Ben Greenfield movie. Yeah, oh, that I don't was. Care too. Come on, man. You one upper. You one upper. I don't even keep track of it. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Five sixty or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just just a little bit oh, more I than just, Adam. Yeah. It just happened. I think stacking. That's not. I didn't add up that I did forty more pounds without wrist straps. <laughs> <laughs> Am I t- <laughs> just kidding? Yeah, this yeah, just had to show off his hook grip. Yeah, you know? that's right. I probably hey, do the same if you guys tried to overhead press. So it stirred up a couple people because and a couple people thought that I. I was the one on the podcast that w- that made the statement of if you can't if you can't lift it don't which I think it was Justin who said that yeah if you can't uh, if you can't hold it yeah if you can't hold it you can't lift it then, can't lift yeah it. then don't lift it right if you can, and I was just like no that's not me that's the other guy not me that's <laughs> the other guy yeah. the other guy said that yeah, yeah. it's on my it, you know we did a long time ago like uh, ten items from Amazon or whatever like that, that yeah. we, like a long time ago it's one of my ten things is a straps I mean. I don't, and people ask me how You don't often. use them that often. It was six months ago was the last time. I, was, I know. Yeah, I, I, so I was just going to say, yeah. personally, I've seen you use it twice maybe in the whole time that we've worked together. Yeah, I don't use them very often mm-hmm. at all. But in this case, the last time that I went really heavy, I did uh, uh, over-under grip, so I didn't want to do that again. Um, I and did, you don't like the hook, huh? Hook grip. I, if I wish, I can't hold that much. And I wanted to see how much I could pull. You have to practice it. That's true. I remember the first time I did a hook grip, and it just it took me a while to get used to it. And I don't do the hook grip that they, you see being taught for like Olympic lifters is typically the index and middle finger over the thumb. I can't do that. I can only do index over the thumb. If I go, if I do both, then it hurts. Yeah. One and it works. I try. You know, when you were two hurts, one works. When you were getting into Ouch. it. Uh, I I went on a kick for a while trying to get good at it, and I just got way too frustrated. Mm. I'm like, I'm not that serious about it. I'm, I'm getting all. a callus now in my thumb, which is kind of a weird place to have a callus. You know, speaking of Instagram posts, did you guys see my story? The oh my gosh! So the reason why I shared that the the Jessica girl or whatever her name is the girl, you know, she she was uh, Jeremy Buendia's ex. Oh, if you okay. dated Jeremy, you're already like mm, yeah, something's not right. Yeah, something's okay. the, you're but then right. hey, give her some credit; she broke up with him. Yeah, kind yeah, of. That's, that's good. Yeah, I think that's how it went. You down. know what's going on right now? Evolution. So the post that you're alluding to, just for the audience, is where it's literally her walking away, and she's got white pants on. I think or great, great pants. Gray pants on, and period. Like she messed herself. Yeah, period. Period. Blood. Yeah. And it's a whole thing about what was the post about? About like this happens, and you know, I'm being the, real. Yes. I mean, there's this, there's this, I, I mean, there's, okay, there's a couple ways I look at this. Uh, and, and this isn't, it wasn't me hating. It was more like, come on, why, really? Uh, because it does tell me that the message of authenticity is starting to work its way into the space that your even your big influencers are starting to hear about it. So I like to think that we're a part of that movement in that direction. Now, the irony of it and what I'm seeing is, these people that are that grew already to hundreds of thousands or millions of followers are trying now 
after you know photoshopping and fake bullshit for so many years <laughs> to be quote unquote authentic outreal each other and so and the way they're doing it is by trying to show the most shocking you know like, vulnerable I, yeah, yeah i would never put like squatting that i shit my pants yes wait <laughs> bro come take a picture real yeah. quick no like there was there was one i don't remember who it was it was one girl who literally posted herself on the toilet taking a shit and, and then, yeah and the caption underneath was like all you know yes i'm a woman and yes i poop we all poop and it's like Okay, um, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be authentic, but you can't try to be authentic. It doesn't work that way. This isn't North Korea, you know. Like we know people poop. Yeah, yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah, that's they're right. not magical beings. That's right. You, you you can't try. You just have to. It's like trying to be like. It would be imagine if I took a course on how to be myself. Hey, can you teach me how to be myself? No, you just be yourself. You know, you can't fake authentic. So what they're doing with this trying to be authentic thing is they're trying to shock people by showing them. With a fat roll, or with you know th that they're on their period, or they're pooping, or something that's not flattering, and therefore now they're being authentic. authentic. But yeah. no, it's all part of the same fakery. You of course, I mean? I mean, of course it is because if it's real and that really happened, which I'm sure that's happened to most, if not all, women at one point. You know, the first thing that you do, and this is all no, I I don't I, until these these influencers started doing this. Who goes and I I, I wish I could like be a fly on the wall at this moment. Like I, this happens to her. And then do you go shoulder tap somebody in the bathroom or go, is your boyfriend just with you or who, who do you ask take a picture. to take a picture of yeah. it? And then you pose for it. Like, that's just not. There's nothing authentic and about that. We know it's there's not nothing real and authentic or a, a, or about that yeah. to just, take a picture of that because picture. nobody would really do that. Yeah, and it's also there's also I don't know. I feel like there's. People who are being crass and they're they're la there's also courtesy. Like I could pick my nose and yeah. <laughs> and put the booger in front of the camera and this be like, so "I'm so right authentic. Yeah. Look at my booger," you know. And no, that's just gross. It's yeah, not why? authentic. There's no yeah. reason for you to for you to do that. And so there's also this movement going on right now. I shared this in our forum. I didn't share this on my story, but uh, and you know some of our friends are guilty of this too. So I'm asking them if you're listening, what the oh, fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> It's Ugh. this new movement for <laughs> male influencers to do these these naked back ass shots, you yeah. know, walking out in the ocean or what standing on top of a rock, like, or getting your surfboard out of the fucking car, like, completely ass naked. I blame all the ayahuasca. I, you know, I, I I, I'm like, is is the idea like, oh, okay, girls have been getting away with this, where they share, they show off their butt or half nudity. Maybe I can do this. Have they have they not learned anything from real life? Like, here's how it works in real life: if you're sending people pictures of your dick, does not get the same attention as women sending pictures of themselves naked. You're a man. It's not hard to get a man to show himself naked. So first off, it's yeah. not going to work like it does for women. <laughs> okay. Second off, why would you want that anyway? That's that's not going to build any value. It's not presenting. And it's also, it's kind of highlighting your own, you know, narcissistic insecurity almost. It's like, the, you know, oh, I'm going to show a picture of myself. Everybody just validate it's, me. It's weird. Weird to me. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It started with the leggings, you know, and now oh, everybody wants to see my ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, dude, you just jumped a couple of fences, in. and and that's just it. Nobody wants to see a guy, yeah, a guy's ass. Nobody does. No, no. nobody does. Oh, there was no. like one or two girls on our forum that said they would, that yeah, they would well, like to. They, look they, at their, they don't mind. Yeah, out yeah, of out of a million, maybe. Yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah. teach their own. Yeah, no, it's it's you know, social media is about acting and faking, and if they think something's going to get more attention, even if that means 
being real. Oh, oh, I got to be real now. I, I, I'm going to, how do I be real? Oh, I know. Like, let me show things that are not flattering. That'll show people how real I am. I had one no, person. I was actually, I was, I was prepared for an onslaught of fans of hers to come over and shame me and be like, whatever. So I was prepared for that. And I actually didn't get any. I did get one person that, you know, tried to defend her and say like, oh, don't pick on her and stuff like that. Why would you, why would you pick on her? She's trying to do this. And I'm like, because it's just, it's virtue signaling. It's not her being really authentic. I said, it's not, it's not real. It's fake. And then there, her response back to me was that, you know, we all are in a a little bit in a sense. So, you know, we're all coloring outside the lines and I'm just like, not me. I don't feel like that. I feel real to who I am. I don't feel like I'm faking who I am whatsoever. So what what do we mean by that? It, we're all kind of being fake. Like I, if you I, have to make a post to <clears throat> clarify whether or not you're authentic, it's that's it's well, it's nil. This, it's also this new this this is this kind of culture shift right now. I told you guys that when I brought up that app, um, the Facetune one, and I happened to be around uh, my cousins, and you know I was kind of like shaming it in front of them, and you could see that they felt guilty because. Mm. They use it, mm-hmm. and then they felt compelled to like tell me, "Well, you know, I only use it to whiten my teeth." Or now, is that like an awkward situation, like when you're at a party and you don't you forget that you're that you don't necessarily know the stances of people around you? Right. So you start talking <laughs> yeah. like politics or religion, right. and you make a hard stance, like vegans. Oh, I, I can't believe. believe and then, was, yeah, you, you yeah. notice someone's face change a little bit. And you're like, oh shit! It totally <laughs> was like that <laughs> you know I mean? because I was outnumbered. Yeah. I'm over there talking about how I think it's ridiculous and that it's Uh-oh. so sad that we're moving in this direction. You can see them like. Oh. Meanwhile, you know, my own family is is, is using it and then and then mm. trying to justify me why and it's it's becoming that much of a social norm that. You know, you, when you put these photos up, like who would put just a normal photo up? Well, You've got to put a a completely photoshopped or yeah. somewhat doctored the best photo version of you that yeah. you can't live up to. This is the thing that I try to communicate to my kids, and it's not obviously they're they're still young, but I do talk about this kind of stuff, especially to my son because he's a little older, he's a teenager now. And I'll say to him, I'll say, look, you you don't want people liking you for being someone that you're not. It feels good to know that a lot of people like you, but it feels terrible for a lot of people to like you for something that you're not. That's actually torturous. And now being yourself and being real does not guarantee you success at all. You could be real as hell and nobody likes you, or you could be real as hell and a lot of people like you. What's the worst thing to do ever is to be someone else, something fake, then get lots of attention on you. And now you're being fake, and you have all you're living a lie, and the lie keeps growing. You ever have you, you ever do this as a kid where you lie a little bit, like you tell your friends, like you're, you're a black belt in karate or some shit, you know the stuff that that boys tell to their you know their buddies or whatever. Definitely one you did, yeah. you know. Like, you, know? Yeah. you never did that where you're like, oh yeah, I, I, I went, to, I was in Alaska, I went hunting, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, you make up a fake story, but then it starts to grow and it starts to grow, and then you kind of feel like, oh yeah, I told everybody I knew karate yeah. after watching the Karate Kid. I was yeah. just like. You know, it, you're qualified. Yeah, you're qualified. Wax on, wax off. You know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it grows and it grows, and then you start to feel terrible. Oh my God! Imagine if you're fake, and then on top of it, you get hundreds of thousands or millions of eyes on you for being this fake person. That's torture. What you want to do is be yourself. And then if you're great and successful, now you have real and true success. But the whole fake thing, man, that is a you are. It's a path down. It's a very dark path. Yeah. Um, and it's just. And also, and looking at it, you know, from the outside, it's like, come on, 
Yeah. Stop with the pretend, you know, fake So you were harassing me the other day about, uh, I shouldn't say harassing, you were dropping knowledge on me the other day about. <laughs> I like how you think about it. <laughs> Sometimes when you present. Sal just walks around telling me shit. Harassing. <laughs> okay, whatever, Sal. You got another study. He's pelting me with information. <laughs> like, like an assault rifle just to my head. Hey, guys, look at what I read yesterday. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Did I really do that? Just guys! Yeah. Yeah, look right? at this about creatine. <laughs> like, bro, I know it. I know it's not. I know it's not good for me, bro. Stop. Okay, leave me the fuck alone. I'm yeah. very aware of it. I'm I, sorry. I, I don't need to hear the study. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm so, so annoying. Yeah. Uh, no, you were. You were dropping some knowledge on uh, reishi. And so last night I'm in my refrigerator and I, on the front cover of the gold juice, it's got turmeric and reishi. And I thought, oh, this is cool. My allergies have been bothering me every night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you took it? I did. I did and it helped. So, so that was great. So it's got, here's the other thing about gold juice. Did you guys know that? Some, there's something that is quite common, inexpensive. You can find it at any store that reliably raises testosterone. Ginger. Ginger reliably raises testosterone, and so does its cousin, turmeric, and curcumin lowers estrogen. So gold juice, the reason why it's gold is it's very, very high mm. in turmeric uh, and, the, and then the active ingredient curcumin. So I would suggest to you, Adam, start taking it every night. Gold since you're trying to make anabolic? Your, oh, well, wow. yeah, because it'll help lower estrogen. Sweet. So this is good for people who have estrogenic kind of side effects. You could supplement with a lot of curcumin. And then if you want to throw something on top of it, uh, do you ever make net, like juices for yourself, like smoothies and shit? Yeah. Make some and throw some ginger in there. It's a little spicy, but ginger... Ginger and t- ginger and turmeric come from the same family of, uh, of of plant or whatever roots root. Yeah, um, and they actually reliably will raise testosterone. I just learned that. Well, that's oh, a that's fun interesting. That is a fun yeah, yeah, fact. Yeah. On that yeah. topic, uh, I have had a couple DMs. I, there must be. I got to find out who it is. I don't know. There's there's some bikini competitor who is uh, promoting uh, testosterone boosters. Really? What is your thought about a a female female using uh, natural test boosters? It won't do anything. It won't raise their testosterone. Um, it won't raise their testosterone any significant hmm. amount. When they do, when they look at testosterone boosters, here's what they find: if a man has low testosterone, it, now I'm talking about reliable testosterone boosters. If a man has low testosterone, it'll raise their testosterone. If a man's testosterone is within normal range, some things will raise it a little bit. And if their testosterone is naturally high, they probably won't get uh, that much of an effect. And then the effect itself isn't like this huge boosting effect where you're like going to notice all these gains. You might notice a little bit of a boost in energy and libido. Now for women, really it's about balancing out uh, estrogen, progesterone, and women do have testosterone and low testosterone in women is, is, feels like what low testosterone a man feels like. They'll have, they'll be more depressed. They'll have less drive, more body fat, less muscle, um, lower libido, but testosterone boosters don't work um, the same way in women uh, now, like typically work in men. Would it be a value, though, if you were a female and you've been tested and you've been told you have low testosterone levels for a female? If you've been told you have low testosterone levels for a female, it has more to do with your estrogen than it does raising testosterone. So it okay. has more to do with balancing out um, how your body's utilizing estrogen, how it's uh, getting rid of it. Um, those are the hormones they want to kind of pay attention okay. to. It's like estrogen in men. Um, our estrogen is a result of our testosterone. So it's like our testosterone gets converted to estrogen. Uh, their bodies don't, they don't have, uh, obviously they don't have testicles. So Hasn't the, the usage of like Winstraw or uh, uh, Anavar and things like that within the bikini 
uh, community gone up? Or is, this is what I've heard. They've been using it for a long time. They've used it for a while. You know what? Women taking anabolic steroids is the, is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Because you are literally, if you're a woman and you want to get a sex change. like Yeah, you, yeah unless that's your goal. Right? Yeah, if you, if you literally want a sex change, they put you on steroids. That is the main way that they, that they treat you with hormones. And testosterone in women, women are very sensitive to testosterone. So you give a woman just a little bit and they notice these kind of crazy effects and you get masculinizing effects that some of them don't go away. So like if you start to grow facial hair, which some female bodybuilders have done, um, you're going to have to shave forever. Uh, you can grow, your Adam's apple will start to grow. Of course, the size of your clitoris, because that's the, the body part on a woman that's kind of homogenous to a male, right? So clitoris on a female is like a penis on a man. You give a woman testosterone and her clitoris uh, grows. Uh, they get oily skin and a lot of different things. Does it make them leaner and more muscular? I mean, if you want to get leaner than you, then 99.9% of the female women in the world ever want to get to, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know very many women that want to have veins in their abs. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of a silly, it's a silly, but you know, that's that whole sport. Yeah, I don't get it, but yeah. yeah. That whole world is, is kind of crazy. Anyway, speaking of being annoying. <laughs> oh, let's keep going. Yeah, so um, I went on. I went online and took uh, this ADHD test. Oh, you did? Yeah, did, did you fail miserably, dude? I'm so bad. I want to take it. I'm curious. Uh, you're you're bad it, too. I don't think you're as bad as I am. I don't know. I'm pretty bad. You're pretty bad. Is it just I've, questions and answers, or is it like an interactive test? It's like you know, check the things off that are true, and and then I read some articles, and there's a couple things that I do that are. Uh, that I annoy people of, since I was a baby, like since I was a child. Like one of the things that I'll do is if you, and you guys know I do this, if I'm sitting down and I'm at a meeting or I'm listening to something and I have anything in front of me, whatever's in front of me will get shredded and destroyed yeah. by my hands. Like oh, yeah. you're, you're going to see a pile of ripped up you paper, the water bottle, you take the label off and start smashing it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take a pencil and break it up into five different pieces. Yeah. I'll do that. Kind of, I've been doing that since I was a kid. Yeah. I bite a lot of pencils. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a classic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just for fun. Though. Forgetfulness. Terrible. It's probably one of the reasons why I got divorced. I just do. I just forget everything. And, and you're bad too, though. I, well, I mean, literally <laughs> you were talking about this and yesterday I, I came in today and I had to apologize to Rachel because yeah. Ned oh has God. a new product line, and I don't think I can share it yet, but they have a new product line that just came out. It's uh, specifically for women. It's a cool little thing. It come, it can, uh, um, Rachel was showing it to me, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I want to show Sal so Sal could read the science on it. Uh, she goes, well, uh, and she kind of was all hesitant about me taking it, and she's like, well, I just, I want it, I need it, I want it. And she goes, just make sure Sal doesn't take it because he will. He'll take it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to make oh, sure. Will. I just want to hear his thoughts on the science to support it and if it's something that we can talk about or not, right? So uh, she said that to me, right? Like, Sal's going to take it. Don't let him take it. And I told her, don't worry. I, won't. I walk in the studio, okay, directly from that office. Like, to, like not even a minute. Yeah, not even a minute away. <laughs> I come in. I show Sal and Sal. Sal and Justin both are, ooh, oh, oh, oh this is kind of cool. And Justin goes, hey, can I take one of these for Courtney? And Sal goes, can I take one of these for Jessica? And I go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Right, right. <laughs> I have no idea you had that conversation. And then I get a, then I get a, a picture of the box empty. From her via text <laughs> last night. Oh, we all got scolded for that. It, Thanks it, a lot. And it was, I told you, and you could tell, like, just, it, I could read the tone Bro, in so her voice. I know. And yeah. I, I, today I came in and, and uh, like, egregiously apologized and said, listen, I know 
Uh, that was my bad. I know you told me uh, to not give it away. I just that's I'm so sorry. That's just brain fart it's, on me. That's it's just dude. That's she, who I am. She scheduled a call <laughs> yeah. for me. I was supposed to get on a call with someone to get them on uh, to potentially have them as a guest on the show. She tells me five days before, hey Thursday, you got a call with so and so eight thirty in the morning. And then text you like five and minutes. I, I go no yeah. problem, no yeah. problem. The night before, hey, reminder, tomorrow morning you have a call with so-and-so. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Day of, you know, two hours past, I was supposed to be on the call. She comes up, hey, how's the call? What call? <laughs> the call with the guy, whatever it is. Oh, shit. Can you reschedule it for me? Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. No problem. Rescheduled. Again, tells me the day before. Tells me the morning of. Two hours later. Hey, how was the call with the guy? Oh my god! Fuck! You, you did it twice, bro. Wow. I did not know you did this. Rescheduled. Well, you are the worst. Rescheduled the call two times, and I'm just so bad. I'm just so bad with yeah. it. But there are there are. It's funny. It says jobs that people with ADHD tend to do well in. Jobs where they talk a lot, sales. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, you know what yeah. what it is, and I think we're all like similar in this, especially you and I. We, I think we're like a we're like a varying degrees of ADD. There's <laughs> yeah. a definite spectrum in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Because yeah. I have it, but I don't know about that level. No. Well, the positive side, because I know some people have used it as a crutch and a poor me thing. I I've learned to use it as a strength. I understand that uh, that's extreme weakness. Organization is is definitely number one on my list as far as my worst attributes. So a long time ago, I figured that out. So I knew in every business that I've had, you know, as soon as I start making a little bit of money and I would like to pay myself more, I right away go out and hire somebody mm -hmm. who can take care of that. For That's me. it. I've done that in every business that I've built going forward because I know that. I know instead of me stressing over it and realizing that, and that comes all the way back to that advice. It's just that smarter. Yeah, it, it's just, it's not a strength of mine. No, so you, you, of, you recognize what you're not good at yeah. and you hire people who are. But when you get me on a topic or get me on a part of something that we're working on, I can have tunnel vision. Hyperfocus. Yes. Yeah, that's that they call it hyperfocus. Yes. Or, I know years ago, I think I was 22. I had a doctor give me a test and then she prescribed me Stratera, which is a, a norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor, which is supposed to be for AD, ADD. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let's try this out, you know, because it's basically free drugs or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I felt terrible. Cool. I felt terrible huh? on it. Never, yeah, never, never looked back. So uh, how is that different than like Adderall or Ritalin or one of those? Are totally different. Those are stimulants. Mm -hmm. uh, so a, nor, a norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor prevents your brain from reuptaking norepinephrine, so that there's increased circulating levels of it, and that's supposed to help. Um, whereas uh, Adderall and Ritalin, those, those are actual stimulants. Those will go in and 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 have that st those stimulatory effects. Um, so totally different. But anyway. Anyway, so I thought it was funny. I took the test and I was like, wow, this is... <laughs> so what score did you get? Yeah, did, did they score you? Like a, no, I didn't get a score, but I'm basically... But a doctor a, called you. He was like, hey, bro, I'm yeah, right, like in, hella dude. fast. <laughs> he just finished it. Like he gets a phone call like two <laughs> minutes later. Hey, uh, 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 is this Sal Stefano? You yeah. just took the test online? Actually, yeah, I'm getting my PhD. Can I do a study around you? Yeah. 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 This is the worst I've we're ever gonna, seen. Yeah, we're going to yeah. need to get you in tomorrow, first yeah. thing in the morning. Yeah. What time? Yeah. Yeah. I'll pick you up. I know. I know. Don't worry. I'll pick you up. find out where you live. That's my dream. My dream is to have a personal assistant. Literally, this is my dream. No joke. I've told Jessica this. She thinks I'm crazy. I would love to have a personal assistant where I wake up in the morning and I go, what am I doing today? 
<laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. I do that. What am I doing next? Do that. Great. We never much, forget anything. We we're pretty close to having that. We almost. Still, we still fuck it up. We're almost there. <laughs> See, that's where we need robots. Yeah, that's the only way. I think. Uh, I don't know about it. like who 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 I can have in my house that I feel comfortable with. Mm. Yeah, you, know I mean? you want a robot? I want a robot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a sexy yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> sexy, sexy robot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, t- tell us a bit about dad life, Adam. I saw your boy here yesterday. By the way, he's changing so fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's starting to he's sleep. He's all aware now. He does the thing. She, Katrina was working out and he's on the mat or whatever. And I, I you know, I, I, you forget. My kids now are a little older, so you forget what little infants do. And he's laying there and he's just, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, uh, uh, just kind of stretches. Yeah, just punching yeah. a kick in yeah, the air. The air. Yeah, Proprioception yeah. starting to come in. Little right? baby legs. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah. squeeze them so hard. You know, uh, I tell you what, um, it's, uh, it's hard, dude. It's definitely not easy. There's, and, it's it's not easy in areas that uh, I think that are the, the most trial or the things that I, I struggle struggle with the most are, is this like I guess I didn't I didn't think I was a big routine guy until now uh, now that's all blown up uh, and you know training is is like is a passion of mine has been extremely important forever and but I tell you what if I had a terrible night's rest and Katrina's having a rough day with Max. And we've got other stuff going on, or she needs relief. I just, I selfishly can't. I, I, as selfish as I've been my whole life, I, I can't seem to say, "Oh, hang on there, I got to go get my workout. I'll be back." Mm-hmm. I just don't do that. What ends up happening is like, "Okay, honey, I'll be home. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be home, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get them, and I'll take them, and then I take them from her, give her some relief." And then, so what ends up happening is a lot of my my fitness goals and the things that I really really enjoy are put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, I was in the gym, and it's, it's funny because uh, people who recognize me inside there, oh hey, what's up, Adam? Like I haven't seen you in here in a while. I'm like, yeah, good night's rest last night. Katrina's got Max right now. It's just like equals I'm here in the gym, you know. And I'm still getting for me like, and that's what I've just learned to be okay with. Like, uh, you know, ten years ago. Uh, I had so much body obsession stuff going on that I need to look a certain way and I need to be so strong and, and be so fit and my abs need to be popping and, da, 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 and all that shit where now it's like, you know, as if I'm as long as I'm getting in the work to, to stay healthy and to stay strong and to stay relatively fit, um, I've learned to be OK with that and not. A lot. So it's it's been good for me in that aspect. It's been good yeah. for me to be like, OK really have some perspective on, you know, I'm not out of shape, you know, for me, I'm out of shape because I, I've kept myself relatively fit for quite some time, very, very consistently, but my priorities have changed. And, you know, and if I'm going to be supportive, then when there's times like that, that where she needs help and assistance, and I was planning to go do my gym workout, I then modified my day to make sure that I'm there to support Dude, this her. Is, it's a big deal. This is why we knew this as trainers. This is why parents, oftentimes, what would they say? Finding time. Time yeah. is the most. Right. And in my experience, the best way to stay consistent with your workouts with kids, honest to God, is you have you got to wake up before them and do it. So before everybody's- that was that was a plan this morning, right? So I set my alarm two hours earlier than what I normally would get up, but I had a terrible night's rest last night. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that so there you go. It's like okay, then I'm like. And I trained, and I trained yesterday, so that's how I justified I needed sleep. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep today. I didn't get any good night's rest last night. The plan was to wake up two hours before, mm-hmm. work out, get my reading in, do all that stuff. 
you know, woke up groggy as fuck and then kind of went like, okay, do I push through this or do I let myself sleep for another hour mm -hmm. or two? And I chose sleep this morning. So we're having, I'm having things like that that are happening right now. Um, I am happy that, uh, and I didn't, I don't know if I shared this with you guys or not, but you know, I've been kind of like, I don't want to say I've been pushing because I've been, uh, I've been totally letting Katrina make this decision, but I, I've been encouraging her to look into the possibility of us using a nanny. Like, uh, I said, I, I, it's not you falling short as a mother. It's not me falling short as a father. It's that, and we've had, and what, what I think was the selling point for her. So I, my sister comes once a month and she spends a week with us. And my sister is just amazing because she doesn't require a lot of attention from, from us. I don't feel like I'm having to entertain her. You know, she works behind. If I come in and I grab the baby from her and she's not holding the baby, she automatically like looks at the kitchen. And if there's a bowl out or something on the sink or something like that, washes it, puts it in the dishwasher. If the dogs haven't been walked, leashes them up, walks them outside or gives them attention and plays with them. And then, you know, if, if I need to go do something, work or I'm on my phone, she picks the baby up. To, and she just works behind us seamlessly. And that week when she's always there, Katrina and I are like on our workouts, work, we're productive. Everything is like really, really smooth. And so I've just been telling Katrina, man, I, I would love to have that support here. If you could find the right person who could, could kind of navigate around us like that for four to six hours a day, every day. Um, I think it could be tremendous. It's all about help. the value. Yeah. It's all about the value. Like the amount of time that you spend doing certain things versus paying someone to do that. And then what can I do with that time that is more valuable? Um, and so this is like, like yard work. Um, I see there's definitely some value in doing your own yard work, but there could also be a lot of value in paying someone to do it, mm -hmm. but then doing something with that time that is more valuable to you. Like maybe do, you know, catching up with work or getting a workout or spending time with your kids. So, you know, you gotta look at all that yeah. in terms of the value. This has been a big, yeah, that was a big thing for me. It was to relieve a lot of that. Like, cause I, um, you know, just having that like I can do all this stuff has been sort of like an Achilles heel for me at the house because I showed initially, like it was like a fixer upper kind of a situation. I go and I, you know, do all this stuff in the house, but then it's like, you know, things break all the time and, yeah. and it, like stuff is just in chaos all the time outside. And it's like, okay, but like we need to maximize our time and put it in the most effective direction. And so, yeah, I started to hire people to do things that I'm very capable of doing, but they're going to have the kind of attention to detail. They're going to have the right tools, you know, and it just makes a lot more sense. And it's, you know, and, then, and so I save a lot of some of those skills for things that I could, you know, pass on to like my kids. So they like have some skill uh, or, or it's just fun, like building that f like tree fort and things mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, you just, you got to weigh all that out. And uh, like, that's why I brought the the workout into my house. Cause I was having the same issues forever yeah. uh, with that Dude, being a so big true. chunk of the time, you know, that you spend getting there then going through, then coming back. It's yep. just like the value of the home gym is really so big valuable. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I, I, I put a bunch of equipment in my garage. It's like, I wake up in the morning, I'll wake up at five by five 45. I'm in my garage and I'm lifting weights. I'm done by six 45. I go in the house, get the kids up and, and my workout's done. I did it. I don't, I know I'm not going to miss it. I know I'm not going to skip it if I do it that way. Now the weeks that I don't have the kids, because obviously my situation is a little different, right? I'm, I'm one week on one week off. When I don't have the kids, then I can do the 
after work, you know, afternoon workout, spend two and a half hours at the gym and do the steam and sauna and take my time. And you have more of that time to be like, what do you want to do right now? I don't know. Let's go, you know, the movies or let's go hang out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but when you have kids, you got to, it just, well, all it takes is more uh, structure and prioritizing of certain right. things. Which I think all that, the stuff we suck at. Right. We just <laughs> we started this podcast <laughs> yes. episode talking about our, and I think that's all it is for me. I think that's what, um, why it's, I think that's why it's challenging, right? Maybe somebody else who is like really good about uh, organization and structure. Yeah, they'll um, have a, the, yeah, more of a handle. Of yeah, it. maybe they would crush it really well. But I've just I've never had to do that to this level. Well, and you know I think what? That's I, what we're we're figuring out right now. You know, to be yeah, fair though, to be fair though, a lot of people that I know who are really organized, they have the drawback of not setting time aside for themselves. So they are real organized, right. but it, but it's organized for everybody else. It's like kid here, kid do this thing, got to cook dinner, yeah. got to clean that, got to got to go to work. And then you ask them, hey, what about your workouts? What about your meditation? What about taking what about care of yourself? going on a date? Yeah, what about going on dates with your with your? Yeah, your you spot? lose a little bit. Of, that's the other thing because the spontaneity is magical a lot of times. Like it, it, it helps to kind of, you know, lighten up the, the everyday drudgery. It'll know? be That'll be something, you know, that's something that I think is really special about Katrina and I's relationship that'll be interesting how that's going to change. Like one of my favorite things to do with her is like, I mean, many times, uh, just last year alone, many times, would I, you know, text her at three o'clock in the afternoon and say, you know, we got seats to go watch the Warriors. Like, we're heading off to the game and we go have a nice dinner together. We go watch people yeah. both love basketball. Like, yes. what a fun for her and I. That's a very romantic and fun night. And we connect by driving there to the game the entire time. It's such a cool, uh, spontaneous thing that we do. And I do those things a lot. Um, or do on a whim, just say, "Hey, get pack up. We're heading to the beach." So, it'll be interesting to see how you know having a child changes that. If and you then, have a nanny, it'll help, like you said. Yeah, that's to me, and that's what I want to be able to do too, right? I want to be able to call. I want to have that relationship with my nanny and still do those spontaneous things. Say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to take her to the game tonight." She doesn't even need to know yet. Like, call the nanny first. And be yeah, like, you just got to be in cahoots with you. Right, taking care. Right. Of so, and and I to me. I, whatever whatever money it costs a month and stuff like that, I value that. I would take less money for myself or spend things less on myself to have that asset uh, to be able to do those things that I know feed our relationship mm -hmm. so well. So I'm now, figuring all this now out. Now, for yeah. people who can't, obviously don't have the, those, the, the expendable income to do that, it just takes uh, structuring, you know? You're not going to – it might not happen spontaneously, but you can structure it and plan it. And taking that extra step, I think – Sometimes people have issues with that. Like, you know, we used to just, you know, we would just get in the mood and we would just have sex. Well, okay, now you have kids yeah. and that doesn't always happen. Literally schedule it. And I don't mean schedule necessarily we have to have sex, but you'd be like, hey, Wednesday night, uh, you know, six o'clock, yeah. we'll have the kids go with my parents or with the babysitter. And you and I are going to go out and hang out and we don't have to do anything else. We could just hang out together. But then it creates that environment for that. Yeah. You know, for that kind of stuff to happen. Wednesday so. and painting the house. You know what I mean? You know what's going to happen after that. That kind of thing. Come take a gander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come take a gander. Come take a look at my work. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. out there painting my himself. Belt. He's yeah. like, hey, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oop, did I get oh, I tried it all, you guys. Oh, look, I tried it all. I forgot my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, yeah. I, look, I can paint without my hands. Anyway, dude, I was reading this this article in, I think it was Scientific American about uh, monkeys, apes, and they did a study and they found that the, they're showing that apes have, like chimpanzees, for example, have uh, established, they have established that they 
have a theory of mind or that they have this concept of theory of mind. Do you know what that is? No, explain that. So it's something that makes humans uh, are conscious, right? Spe- separate. It's what makes us special. One of the things that makes I us special. They call that the autonoetic consciousness. I don't know, but damn, that was yeah, that was hot right there. Science for us. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> look it uh, up, Doug. It's uh, it's when you can think about what the other person's thinking, so you can kind of predict or think about, oh, this person must feel this way or think this way. And we thought for a long time that yeah, maybe chimpanzees do that, maybe they they, they, they don't do that. Let me see. Is it? Are you right? Read it. Uh, Autonoetic consciousness is the human ability to mentally place ourselves in the past and the future or in counterfactual situations and thus be able to... No, but that is... That would be a whole new level. Absolutely. That's the con- that is consciousness. Well, that's consciousness yeah, and yeah. that's what... It differentiates us from the yeah. animal kingdom is yeah, yeah, yeah. the point that I made there. But Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, but no, this is being able to think what the other person's thinking. And so they did this test where they took a human... They recorded a human... Um, you know, playing with a ball, then somebody puts box over the ball and puts another box uh, next to it that's empty. Then the human turns around and then they switch the boxes and then they look back at the boxes. And they have monkeys watch this video and they track their pupils. Um, and they find that the monkey's predicting that the human will get it wrong. Hmm. Not that the human will know where the ball went, as if they are predicting what the other person's thinking. So it's New studies showing that. How, the, what, how do they make that connection? How do you draw that from that? Because they're predicting what the other person's going, where they're going to look. They're predicting where the other, where the human's going to look. So that that suggests that the monkey. How? Do, but what do they do? Like, because they point at it first before the the human does. No. So how no, do they're they tracking their eyes. Okay, so they're. Mm. Let, let me. I'm trying to visualize this test here. So. Mm-hmm humans wa- first watching, do they get to watch the moving of the ball first? I'll read the study to you. Yeah, this, sounds, this is suspect as no, fuck No, no, right no, now. it's called theory yeah. of yeah. mind. And, the, and then, so. The, so the idea is that the monkey is guessing that the human would guess wrong by what, pointing at the wrong one? What no, is, that no. That to me highlights the They're not the pointing. They're, nobody, they're watching the monkey's eyes where the monkey is staring. So here's, here it is. In the first test, the ape observed a film that showed a human actor being tricked into thinking an object was hidden in a box. After the human watched the object be put in the box, they went behind a screen, after which the box was removed. So the ape knew the object was not in the box, but the human still thought it was there. Using eye-tracking technology to record their gaze, it appeared that the ape anticipated the human's false belief that Mm. the object was still in the box. To dig deeper into whether this displayed true theory of mind, they set up another scenario that was a little bit more confusing. The apes were randomly Does it split. Say that? Yeah, yeah, that was confusing. The apes were, yeah, yeah more, even more confusing. Wrap my brain around. But anyway, I don't need to read anymore. But anyway, these scientists are showing that that there's that they're that they think that they have theory of mind, which you know, hey, hundred years, so they could be uh, they can predict the behavior of the human coming back in, and so they they thought ahead of time is what they're they're saying that yeah, they like thought ahead of time. They're what thinking the what the other what the other animals thinking what through their think. eyes though. Come on, guy. That's that's suspect as fuck. Well there's there was other stuff that they talked about in there as well. But yeah, I mean it's not that well, hard to think that. Yeah. I mean th- there are like certain animals I was talking about this the other day. I don't know um <clears throat> you know between like what we, like dolphins and you know whales and like there's there's another I've, I'm sure there's there's levels to this right in terms of like the the consciousness that each animal possesses like there has to be like a scale uh, because you know they, they've already proven like what the capacity for learning languages and stuff with with mm-hmm. dolphins are so it's it's interesting to me I mean we we don't really know that much about it yeah no dogs for example have they say that we can develop the vocabulary that's equivalent to a three year old 
right. in terms of all the, the the words that they'll recognize. But they haven't scientifically proved that they can emote. Mm, what do you mean? Show it? Yeah, like show like emotion. Dogs? That's what that's what I I I, I read that. I don't know. Do dogs, yeah, like no they, they haven't been it? able to like like show that consistently in a lab. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Other than they react. All I know is you get you get you know these monkeys. They start you know what is that that movie Planet of the Apes? Yeah, yeah. That's all I think of. When I see this. <laughs> like oh shit, here we go. I think of the 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 monkey hybrid humans in in China. That's what <laughs> yeah. I think of. That, <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Erica in Texas. Thoughts about the barbell hip thrust. Does it have any benefit besides the aesthetic of a larger butt? Does, I mean, uh, Sal's a big hip thrust guy these days. Yeah, you're, you're one of them hip thrusters. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the Instagram post. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big hip thrust guy. Oh, you're Does big, it help the way you walk now? Yeah. Big hip thrust guy. Yeah, no, I've been I've been um, I've been incorporating it into my routine um, differently than I ever have before. In the past, I've primarily used it for correctional purposes. For clients, I have used it for uh, people who want to build a bigger butt or, again, for correctional uh, exercise purposes. But I've never really programmed it like in a, in a full-on workout, and I've never programmed it the same way I would program squats or a deadlift by adding weight to it and getting stronger at it. But I've been doing it. It's now, I'd say, probably week five or six. And what I notice is um, what you would expect to notice from getting stronger in that, that top portion of the hip extension, which is I'm strong with my deadlifts. I'm stronger with my my squats. Uh, I feel more stable. I think it's just it's a great hip movement. I really do. Those I don't, glutes are just more engaged, right? Yeah, I, I appreciate you noticing that. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I do. It is funny getting a really crazy butt. I'm an oogler. It's it's crazy getting a glute pump and walking around the gym though. It's funny. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Is that true? Is yeah. it all like bubbly? Yeah, you walk around, you're like, what the boing, hell? Boing, boing, boing. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, I wouldn't put it up there with a squat or a deadlift. I think people, especially today, there's this, this talk about th- hip thrust being like this crazy foundational movement. No, I don't see it. I don't see it that way. Well, we got. I, we I got, think it's good though. We got Brett Contreras coming in. I think yeah. in a week or two. So mm, he'll argue we, that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did all kinds of research and study around it, and I remember. There was a lot of uh, debate around uh, the carryover from that into like sprinters and other uh, other aspects of training. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's awesome. I think it's a, a great exercise. It is. Um, I I think there's there is some people that are trying to make a case for it that it is king and that it's better than um, squatting or deadlifting. I 100 percent disagree with that. Um, just because when you talk about things that are the most that in fact that was a debate I had some in our forum like a year or two ago about this because I said this statement that I did not think that the hip thrust was more functional than a squat and a deadlift and some kid wanted to argue that it was and uh, my statement back to him was when will you ever find yourself lying on the floor with a yeah. bar across your waist and you have to thrust it up you get a 300 pound body up you yeah know what I mean? yeah when a refrigerator falls yeah. on you that's i don't about, know what you do on the weekend that's the but... only time i could think that that is <laughs> or maybe if you're in jiu-jitsu and you got to hip thrust somebody off of you but 
for about 99% of the population, it's not more functional than a squat or a deadlift. You will, in your lifetime, 100% squat down and pick a child up or pick something out. Yeah, it's such a small range of motion. It, it feels a lot to me, and I know it probably has a little more benefits uh, in terms of what they studied than like uh, you know the leg press, but to me, it's very similar. I mean, the, the range of motion anyways, in terms of the functionality of it. Um, but yeah, I know it's great. It's, and I think mainly because it, it's highlighting one of the most important muscles in the body, which is the glutes. Right. I mean, the glutes is so central to all movement and, and all, uh, you know, power output. It's, it's all, it's all starts there. So I think that's why it's such a, uh, you know, an effective, uh, way to, way to like really isolate that. I will say this, if your goal is to build your butt, 100% should be incorporated yeah i mean for if, sure if you're if your primary goal uh you're a girl i mean i get your guy too but i mean most of my clients that asked for this were mostly my female clients and you want to build your butt uh hip thrust should be a staple movement in yeah there. I, I would i would say if i were to list the top 10 or 15 exercises of all time it would be um it would be up there i definitely think it belongs in most people's routines at some point um, you know, in the rotation, I don't think, again, I don't think it's as functional foundational as a squat or a deadlift, but it's definitely up there. Um, and it definitely does provide some, some carryover value. You know, it's funny, strong men used to do perform, uh, feats of strength. And one of the feats of strength that they would perform that was quite common back in those days was a, a hip bridge, which is kind of like a, like a, a glute bridge or a, a hip thrust. What they would do is they would support themselves, though, with their hands. So they weren't on a bench. So they were hands behind them, legs on the floor, and then they would support tremendous amounts of weight. And so there were strong men who would do thousands of pounds while bridging up into this position. Is and, that true? Yeah. And the reason why... I've seen that. Yeah. And you could look it up. Yeah. You'd be able was to... Was that it. where they'd have like benches of people just on top of them? Yeah. yeah or an I've elephant. Yeah. They'd have, like a, they'd have like a big plank on them and an elephant would stand on it. And the, Wow. The I've never man. seen that before. Yeah. And the reason why it was a, a popular feet of strength was because you can get really strong in yeah. that position. And so it's a great way to impress your audience with the amount of weight that you can support. That's right, hold. boys. Nothing impressed chicks more than hip thrusting 500 pounds yeah. in the gym and your spandex tights. Well, that's the other thing too. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's also become one of those exercises where people are bragging about how much they can lift. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's cool. I guess you can lift a lot of weight, but you know, it's uh, not cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily an exercise you want to brag on. It is one that you can get strong and really quick. I went from, you know, practicing it with a, with 135 to 500 pounds very quickly um, with that lift just right away. I felt, and that, that strength increase definitely gave me a carryover to my deadlift. Didn't make, it didn't make me deadlift tons of more weight. It just made me feel more stable in my deadlift, especially at the, in the bottom position. Um, and, you know, again, in terms of aesthetics, uh, you're talking about one of the biggest, most, uh, I guess, foundational muscles of your body, which is the glutes. If you look at primates, for example, um, look at all primates besides humans. They all have really small, weak glutes. Humans, have, in, in comparison, have these really big muscles. And it's because we stand upright. It's one of the muscles that helps us with locomotion. It keeps us upright. It's very important in a lot of our everyday motion gives gives us speed and stability. In athletes, the hip muscles and the glute muscles are imperative almost on almost any sport that I can think of. So, giving yourself a stronger butt uh, definitely has a lot of function and value. It, it just does. And hip thrust is one of the better exercises to do that. Next question is from Smitty Junior eighty five. Is there an optimal heart rate to perform your next set in order to maximize muscle growth? 
Oh, you know what? That's a that's actually this cool question. You yeah, picked this question? Yeah, I did. I I don't know if there's an optimal heart rate. Sure, there is. But what what is it? Well, I mean, this is this like is, I don't know if there's a number that we no could. no no. This is what I would say though is you want you don't want to break your cardio threshold. Yes, and that's that's more important. Like yeah. you, because once you do that, then you switch over systems, and now your body is is different energy systems. Yes, so now now we are now doing something that is aerobic instead of anaerobic. So, and this is, I think, a mistake, actually. Uh, I, I see this a ton in things like Orange Theory and CrossFit and circuit-based type of training where you don't allow the heart rate to level back out, and it really is just cardio with weights. Now, does that mean you can't build muscle? No, you could still build muscle by doing cardio with weights, but it's not the most optimal place for maximizing muscle growth. Which is, that's why I like this question because mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. to maximize muscle growth, you 100% would like your heart rate to drop back down before you go into yes. each set. Yeah, if, you're, if your cardiovascular fitness is getting in the way of your workout, like if you notice that the limiting factor with your, with your weights is the fact that you can't breathe. Um, then you need to take longer rests. If that's getting in the way, then that means you're training above your cardio threshold. And like Adam's saying, now you're doing cardio. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you're not now maximizing and utilizing the weights for what they're best at, which is building strength and building muscle. You're now building stamina and endurance, and you're doing you know, cardiovascular activity with weights. Now, that being said, um, you know, I like to train in, in a variety of different ways when it comes to my heart rate. There's definitely times when... I'll take longer rest periods where I'm not, you know, uh, I'm, I'm letting my heart rate come way down where I feel not cooled off, but I definitely feel like, okay, I can maximize my strength for this next set. And then there's times where I like to keep the pace up a little bit and I like to push the limit. I don't like to get out of, I'm, like, again, I don't like to push and get into cardio levels, but where I will rest 30 seconds, 40 seconds in between sets and keep that up throughout the whole workout. Um, and, and keep this in mind. Most people listening right now work out because they want to improve the way they look and they want general overall good results. If that's you, then I would say train in a variety of different heart rates. Allow your body to acclimate and adapt to one style of training and then shorten your rest period or lengthen the rest period. And the one that's going to benefit you the most is the one that's probably most opposite of what you're doing yeah, right you're, now. Yeah, you're just the new stuff. That novelty yeah. is what really gets the body to change. Now, if you're a power lifter... Most of the time you're going to work out is going to be spent in allowing your heart rate to come way, way down. Bodybuilders tend to train with a little bit more of a quick pace, I think, because they're chasing the pump. But I think all of them have value. I've, I'd Look, if you look at studies, studies will say resting two minutes in between sets is best for building muscle. Um, and that's true. If you do a head-to-head -head, you know, eight-week study or 12-week study, you're going to find that. The problem is, uh, one of the problems I have with all these studies is, they're not following the, following the people for a year or two years. Because mm -hmm. what ends up happening is eventually that particular application stops working. Then if you take those people and say, okay, you've been resting for two minutes. Let's have you rest one minute now. Now, all of a sudden, we start to see progress. Or vice versa. You take someone who's resting a minute and you tell them to rest two minutes. All of a sudden, you start to see progress. So I recommend people train in a variety of different uh, zones and heart rates and I do this for weeks at a time. So I'll do three or four weeks with longer rest periods. Heart rate is dropping you know, down, down pretty low in between sets. Then I'll do a few weeks where I'm pushing the pace and I'm doing more volume and I'm getting a better pump um, and I'm, I'm changing the, the, the way I'm, I'm applying the stimulus or whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, to get my body to respond. That's the way, that's what you need to take away from this 
this conversation around this uh, this particular topic. Next question is from That Fly Guy. Can you talk about The Rock's cheat meals? Is this message harmless or harmful to the fitness community? Now, Doug, you recently pulled this up for us to look at. Yeah. And this, so if, correct so this me if one I'm, meal. Yeah. So I believe on Sundays he gets a, he has a cheat day, right? And all aboard Sunday. Okay. So it's all aboard Sunday cheat meal train. Here's a non exhaustive list of everything the rock eats, uh, eats on his day off two, eight ounce double cheeseburgers with bacon and fries, double shot of tequila, brownies, blondies, peanut butter, chocolate chip, and uh, double chocolate chip cookies and cheesecake. What so are here's blondies. Here's uh, and and obviously anybody who's like seen those. the anybody who's seen uh, <laughs> I think that's a cookie. Oh, right. I don't know what that is. I have or maybe yeah, that's a, Is yeah. it a cookie? He's, he's taking the word cheat too uh, far. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, way too far, babe. Yeah. It's cheat. It's a cheat. Well, day. I was trying to make this whole faithful meals movement, and nobody was buying it. So, so. I uh, I hate this, uh, but I love The Rock, so I, I feel torn here. Uh, I know. Right? I, I do like The Rock. I think he's an incredible character. Uh, I also think that he's positioning himself to to get into politics one day. Uh, I, I hate though cheat meals. I've hated. I've said this since I was competing. I hate you referencing uh, eating this way as a cheat because I think that it in- encourages a, a poor relationship with food. That you're cheating. You know, like a, like it's a ba- has a bad connotation to it. Like. You know, oh, if you're eating this way, you're being good. Then you're eating that way. Then it's bad. Uh, I think it promotes uh, the the restrict and binge mentality that we already see in the in the industry. Um, and I, I don't like it at all. I don't like just because you can you do it 100. percent And but I, I I think he's also a horrible example of uh, if comparing comparing yourself and what he's doing to what you potentially could do because uh, he trains like a fanatic. Uh, he's on uh, copious amounts of anabolics. Uh, he's a massive he's a genetic phenom- yeah, phenom. Yeah, he's already a beast as it is. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's a, a good thing to be sharing with people. And I know this type of stuff uh, gets likes yeah. and shares and comments, and it makes good for magazines. And that's where this yeah. was at. I, I mean, yeah. just don't call it a cheat meal or cheat day. Just oh, this is what I ate Sunday. That's all. Like yeah. calling it a cheat day reinforces the idea that there's a that you ha- you eat it this particular way, and every once in a while you go off and you call it, you, you structure it and call it a cheat. How about this? How about you? Food has a lot of value, and there's a lot of different kinds of value that food provides. One of the values that food provides us is the one that we're most that most people are familiar with, which is the hedonistic value, the enjoyment of the the taste and the experience of eating that food. That's not one that I typically have to teach people. We all raise that way. And that, but that is a real value. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a value. It's actually a value. There's, a, there's, there's something that's good about eating a food and enjoying it for the taste and for its, for the experience. I also think there's some physiological aspects to this that are negative too. Like, I don't know how many studies we have around this, but I, I would venture to say that it's probably more unhealthy for us to sit down in, on one day and consume. Rather you know, than sprinkling in, yeah, fifteen thousand of all these foods that we just listed versus, hey, on Thursday night I had some fries with my meal, or on you know Friday night after cookie. dinner I had a cookie. Or- You're so right because think about it. That and by the way, that is a, a restrict binge mentality, right? All week I eat super quote unquote clean. Sundays is my cheat days, and I go off. You know what they would what that what that is? That's literally restrict. And binge. Yep. A healthier approach would lit- exactly what you said, Adam. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than doing that all week, 
would be, oh, you know, today I had a burger, uh, you know, but I also had all these other good foods or whatever. Like, it's okay to do that kind of stuff. You just have to be uh, understand the value that food provides, and food provides that value. It also provides healthy, you know, things for your body physiologically, stuff for your skin, your digestion. It's got proteins for building muscle, fat for your hormones, and you know all that other stuff. Just just doing that means you can live in a more kind of comfortable, relaxed life around food yeah. and be healthy. This creates that hyper focus on those types of foods. Like mm. all you can think all week is about that, right. you know, gluttonous uh, you know, raging feast that you're going to have and that's what you have to look forward to. I mean, it's it, there's way too much hype that you're you're putting around those those types of foods. And, and again, I don't like it because it's and this is what I really don't like this in with my peers. This is really common in the the men's physique bodybuilding world is these guys and girls that would show these foods and you if you followed me since the beginning and watched when I competed and stuff like that I never did that does that mean I never had a cheeseburger absolutely I did does that mean I never had ice cream absolutely yeah. I did but I also didn't think it was I didn't think it was very professional and smart for me to flaunt that hey I have 210 pounds of lean body mass on me my metabolism is roaring at 5,500 to 6,000 I'm on yeah. anabolic steroids so half yeah. of what I you eat you wish is, you could be me right <laughs> and here I am knowing that I'm 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 one percent of the one percent okay and I'm but I'm speaking to the other 99 percent of the population showing them that is not a is not good not on not for me as a as a fitness professional because some kid is going to think that he can go out and get away with the same thing and still also have the similar physique and I just think that's a a, a poor thing to present. Yeah, I think if he the fact that he called it a cheat meal that's that's the part that I have an issue with. If you want to post it and you you ate it and you want to talk about it, whatever. But stop calling yeah. things you know cheat and this is clean. And I mean, this I'll is try your tequila. Yeah, <laughs> just send me a bottle. Next question is from Joyful JJ. What are your favorite pre and post workout meals? We okay. get this question so much. That's why I want to answer it. I, I, at first, I think, oh, it's kind of silly because it's quite individual. But I mean, the question is on us, right? What do we like to eat? Did you see my pre workout yesterday? What was, what was your pre workout? You didn't see my pre workout yesterday? No. Yeah, a pound of uh, cotton candy grapes. Did, what? Uh, yeah. That's Did a, you really? Yeah, yeah. So you're the first person to tell me about those. I didn't even know that was a thing. That, yeah. yeah, these are grapes that have been bred to so taste the, like cotton candy. They are actually, they're, they've been patented in Florida, a farm out there. They went through, I want to believe, I think I read over a thousand different genetics of crossbreeding until they found the perfect cross uh, to create this cotton candy natural flavor. So nothing synthetic in it or fake or artificial. It's all real. Does it it's taste just, like cotton candy? Oh, oh, you haven't had them yet? No. Oh, I'll bring them in. I bought like ten bags and froze a bunch. <laughs> so it's spot on, like cotton candy. It's the most amazing, the most amazing grapes ever. They literally taste just <laughs> like cotton candy when you eat them. It's amazing. It's like, it's like God is rolling his eyes. And yeah, that's yeah. that's that's an old. Uh, I want to say Frank Zane. I thought for sure you you would have heard of it. That's why I was eating grapes pre workout. A pound why? of grapes. The high, the high glycemic index. Yeah. Carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they taste that's, amazing. And it's cool. so funny. We have grapes that taste like cotton candy, and then there's cotton candy that's grape flavor. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on uh, here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, uh, pre-workout, I don't like to eat something right before I work out. But if I do eat something, it's typically about two hours. Oh, we should talk an about hour that. Or two yeah. before. We yeah. should talk about that. Like if yeah. you're eating, a, so even when I eat the grapes, I'm eating a grapes. It gets high glycemic, so I know that it's going to convert faster to sugar. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll have grapes like an hour before. 
But if but I've it's had not like a, right before, no, an hour, an hour, right, right, an right. hour before uh, my workout. If I was to eat a meal that I'm hoping that's going to be quote unquote my pre workout meal, it needs to be at least two hours before because mm-hmm. that's the what it takes on average to convert that over into sugar. Otherwise, uh, you know, people that eat a pre workout meal 30 minutes or an hour before their workout, they're not even getting the benefits of that until after their workout. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I like two hours before, two or three hours before, and I'll have. White rice, it's easily digestible for me. Um, I'll have some kind of easily digestible protein, whether fish or chicken and some vegetables. Um, And then I'll go into my workout. And if I go into my workout and I feel like I'm going to have a long, arduous, hard workout, then I'll have some coconut water uh, in my water bottle and I'll water it down with, with water. So I'll have like, you know, maybe like eight ounces of coconut water with another eight ounces of water. And I'll, I'll drink that throughout my workout. And that typically gives me the stamina to really go, uh, long and hard. Post-workout, I, my favorite post-workout meal, give me lots of egg yolks. I want that cholesterol. Cholesterol helps with the recovery muscle-building process. I've identified this a long time ago. Or I'll have chicken liver, which is also high in very, uh, very high in cholesterol. I don't do that super often just because it's so high in nutrients that I can overdo it. But typically egg yolks, um, either more white rice or I'll have rice cakes um, and some vegetables. And I just feel... My best when I do something Steak, like that. Steak, rice, and avocado. That's my mm. post-workout. Okay. So similar the direction that you're going with that. Um, yeah, white rice, man. I just I I am I use a lot of white rice. So mm-hmm. I, and my pre-workout meal, if I was eating two hours before, would be real similar to yours. It would be some sort of a meat, a white rice, and a, and a vegetable uh, before. Now the only difference that uh, where I kind of play with what I have after I eat has to do with what my goal is currently. So. When I'm more in the phase of like I want to build right now and it's bulking or I want to put size on or work on my you know build strength and that's like a, a huge focus, then the steak, avocado, rice type of meal is is the is the post workout type of meal uh, or something similar to that. Uh, if I'm actually trying to lean out, I'll actually uh, stretch out a a you know a you know what are they fast. yeah I, I hate to say fast because it's not like you're a, just not going to eat yeah for a I'm, while. Restri- I'm going to restrict because. When we train, especially if we train really hard, your body depletes like 80, 85% roughly, okay? And that's obviously going to be different for each person of your glycogen stores. And so, especially if I spend some time walking or doing something afterwards, you know, my body, hopefully, uh, an hour after I've trained really hard, is even if I'm sitting on the couch working or just relaxing or doing little things around the house, I hope I'm hoping that my body is converting and using fat as a made source of fuel. So I'll actually use that to my benefit and stretch out until my next meal. And I'll go as long as I can until I feel like I really want to eat something. As long as I'm okay mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I'm like I need to eat something really bad, I'll push it out two, four, six hours before I have the next meal. That's when I'm trying to lean out. So mm-hmm. just depends on my goals. Now, now, Justin, what kind of cheese do you have before you order? <laughs> I mean, the best kind. American cheese before. Yeah. I do Monterey <laughs> mid-workout. Yeah. Gouda uh, for the post. Um, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> that actually be awesome. I... I I typically will fast um, before going into a workout, but I've actually changed it up to where, like, I I load my breakfast now pretty heavy with uh, scrambled eggs, bacon. It's pretty consistently. That's all I eat. That's just that's that's the morning staple with coffee, and then the coffee kind of takes me into the workout. So um, I, I don't usually eat lunch till after the workout, even if it's late. Like I'll eat a late lunch afterwards and then it'll be like a bowl where I'll have like a white rice combo with some like double meat of, you know, carne asada or basically Luna, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then um, after that, 
you know, whatever, who cares? We're only asking about those two meals. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You know, studies will show that the, the best pre-workout meal um, that'll give you the best performance is typically high in carbohydrates. So lots of protein and all that, you know, pre-workout doesn't make that big of a difference. The studies will show that it's a carbohydrate. Now, the, the argument meal. that I'll have with that, though, is this, is that if you're somebody who struggles with getting adequate protein in the day, so that's what's funny about these studies like that will show like this is the most optimal ratio of carbs, fat, protein for it. And I think that all goes out the window if you struggle to hit a, an RDA of one of those. Sure, right? because if, now, now you're, you're skipping a meal. Exactly. So if your ultimate goal is to build muscle and optimize performance and everything, and you're, okay. here, you're reading that this study says this type of meal is ideal, well, yeah, that's ideal if all things are equal elsewhere. But if you are low on protein for the day and significantly low on protein or significantly low on healthy fats. Yeah, don't miss that opportunity. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, feed on that. Yeah, so, but, but what are the, stu the studies, I think, show? The last time I looked at them, at least, it was a, a four-to-one it was, it was to ratio. Yeah, I think it's like that. So four grams of carbs for every one gram of protein. That's what I, I would even bring it down and say three or two-to-one. So if you have 10 or 15 grams of protein, you're looking at you know 30 to 50 grams of carbs with it. Um, and then eat that about two or three hours uh, before your workout and then go into your workout. But, you know, look, this is this is important stuff for people who are like working out real hard and have everything kind of dialed in. Otherwise, I mean, you know what the most important thing you should consider with your meals is exactly what Adam said. Look at what you need. Forget about what's supposed to be the best pre-workout right. and look yeah. at what you need. That's going to give you the best results ultimately. The, those of you that are super dialed in, and you're super consistent with your workouts and you're training at a very, very high level, yeah. then it might make sense to kind of play. For with me, those. it was like, what's not going to, you know, give me like gas. heartburn and gas and <laughs> diarrhea? Like, that's real important, you know, because when you go into squat, you don't want all those factors fighting you. Yeah, give you a little uh, turbo it, at the it's, bottom. It's disaster. I mean, it would, you could promote an authentic post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. but hey, look, other than that, there's no value. Hey, look, I shit my pants. Ah! I'm so real. Yeah, so real. Anyway, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>